With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, good evening. This is your host, Peggy Imanisi, the host of the show called Signs of Loved Ones Send Us. I want to welcome you to the show, and um, we're in the second uh, week of the new year, so happy new year for whoever I didn't get to wish last week. And um, tonight our show is going to be a little different than the norm. We'll still do some of the, the normal things we do, if you want to call it normal. Um, but uh, our show is about um, why why do bad things or when do thing, bad things happen to good people? And we all go through things in life, losses and um, all kinds of things, you know, loss of job, loss of family, um, we have accidents, all kinds of things. So tonight we're going to be discussing why this happens. Um, as you all know, I've, I've lost many close to me, including two of my children to cystic fibrosis. And 
Uh, I do the show to help others through grief, um, you know, to represent because I do understand them and not just child grief, but any grief because I've lost other family members also. And uh, none of it's easy for any of us. But um, anyhow, I read a book back in 1981. It was written by a rabbi. And um, his name, it, the name actually of the book was When When Bad Things Happen to Good People. And it was uh, when Harold, Harold Kushner's three-year-old son was diagnosed with a degenerative disease and that he would only live until his early teens. He was faced with one of life's most difficult questions. Why, God? We've all said that. And years later, Rabbi Kushner wrote the straightforward, elegant contemplation of the doubts and fears that arise when tragedy strikes. Kushner shares his wisdom as a rabbi, a parent, a reader, and a human being, often in, um, imitated but never superseded. When bad, when bad Things Happen to Good People is a classic that offers clear thinking and cons uh, consolation in times of sorrow. Since its original publication, 81, when, when Bad Things Happen to Good People, has brought solace and hope to millions of readers, and its author has become nationally known spiritual leader. He, like myself, lost a child. Uh, my children's illness, you're born with it. It's genetic. And um, so it was kind of a death sentence from the get-go. But uh, my show is not just about cystic fibrosis or uh, the, the rabbi's son's disease. It's about losing a child to overdose or car accident or anything. Um, we all feel the same. I mean, the, the, the result is the same, the loss of the child. So I am actually going to play you an audio of a uh, little bit of his book, and then we'll, we'll pick up the line. So please stay on the line to listen and hit the, uh, the one cue um, if you want to speak to us at some point in the show. So I'm going to play a little bit of Harold's audio uh, version of the book. So hold on, please. In June 1995, Six weeks after the bombing of the federal building in Oklahoma City, I was invited to go to Oklahoma to conduct a workshop for the clergy, psychologists, and social workers who were counseling the bereaved families, and to attend a gathering of those families at the governor's mansion. As you may remember, the victims of the terrorist blast were a mixed lot, young and old, rich and poor, African-American, Latino, and white. Harvard Law School graduates, and families on welfare. As I met each of them, I asked them, how have you managed to get through these past six weeks? What was the single most important thing in helping you to cope? Astonishingly, they all gave me the same answer, the same one word, community. People suddenly emerging, neighbors, members of their church, total strangers coming up to them to hug them and offer them a word of consolation. I was reminded that people going through a hard time need consolation more than they need explanation. Feeling so singled out by fate, they needed the reassurance that they are in fact good people and do not deserve what has happened to them. Several years ago, I read of an experiment conducted by the University of Wisconsin's Center for the Study of Pain. A number of volunteers were tested to see how long they could keep a bare foot in a bucket of ice water. One of the things they learned was that if there was someone else in the room, they could keep their foot in the bucket twice as long. The presence of another caring person doubles the amount of pain a person can endure. That is what God does when God sends us people to be with us in our grief. 
The second passage people quote to me with appreciation appears early in the last chapter of the book. When I write that, I am a more sensitive person, a more effective pastor, a more sympathetic counselor because of Aaron's life and death, and I would give it up in a second if I could have my son back. Other bereaved parents, other men and women who have gained strength, insights, and compassion from their trials have told me that they shared those sentiments. But of course, we cannot choose. We can only try to cope. That is what one does with sorrow, with tragedy, with any misfortune. We do not try to explain it. We do not justify it by telling ourselves that we somehow deserve it. We do not even accept it. We survive it. We recognize its unfairness and defiantly choose to go on living. I now tell bereaved parents, you have inherited from your child all the years he or she never got to live. Just as you inherited their books and toys and stereo, you inherited their unlived years. Those years are a precious legacy from them to you. Use them well. Don't be afraid to enjoy life just because your loved one isn't there to enjoy it with you. Live their years along with your own and feel their presence as you do so. Twenty years ago, I wrote a little book that changed my life and, more important, changed the lives of millions of other people. It may even have changed the way religious people respond to misfortune, their own and that of others. If I was writing it today, would I write the same book? Basically, I would, adding only some of the stories readers have shared with me over the years. The lessons of the past 20 years have convinced me that my answers bind wounds and heal shattered hearts. I don't know if my answers are philosophically or theologically valid, though I believe they are, but I know that they bring people comfort and solace and lead them back to God, and that is truth enough for me. I meet a lot of people who tell me that they've read my book, Why Do Bad Things Happen to Good People? I politely point out to them that the book is not titled Why, but When. The really important question is not why bad things happen, but where we will find the resources to cope when they do happen. The author of the 121st Psalm writes, I lift my eyes to the hills, from where does my help come? He does not ask from where does my malignant tumor come? From where did the terrible accident come? He seeks not to explain or understand his tragedy, but to find a way to be helped. And his answer, it seems to me, must be our answer as well. My help? Well, like I said, that was a little bit of um, about the rabbi's book, about his loss of his child. And and like you said, it's not why, it's when. Um, we all... We all we all go through losses. It's, it's we learn that from a very young age. We're going to lose parents, and you know we go to church or we go to synagogue, and that's the whole purpose of going is to learn. You know, life is about learning. Um, that's my view of it. Um, I think most people, if you really think about it, um, you know, I'm not an expert on on life, but I've been through enough tragedy that I had to gain some kind of perspective on what it was all about. I've been ridiculed, I've been put down, I've been made fun of, um, 
I have an intuitive gift, so a lot of people didn't understand that. And I tell people you sit in the church pews. I wrote about it in my book, Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug, which is on um, a bestseller on Amazon. You sit in the church pews believing everything I'm telling you, but when someone like me that's had all these losses you know, comes and speaks about it, I'm looked at like I'm a nut, you know. Um, I'm always getting bashed, uh, you know, and other people, you know, praise because it's like I'm here to, you know, I understand them. I'm not something I've read in a book. I've read books, but I, it's the book of life. So anyhow, <clears throat> I we have some callers on that in the uh, I see that are in the one queue here that wanted to talk to us, and let me just uh, take a couple, and then I'm going to play a song. We had a, um, actually my show tonight was going to be with a a fellow musician that wrote uh, the song A Mother's Love, uh, Brian Delander, and and he's going to be on next week. His uh, father passed away before the show. So we had to reschedule him for next week. So that was an unexpected loss. So, But anyhow, like I said again, I'm Peggy. So I'm going to take our first call or ask your first name, um, what part of the the United States you're from or the world because the show is worldwide. And uh, also for our people in the chat room, if you want to call in and speak to us uh, or hear us or Skype the show, um, you, it, you can also call in at 347-838-9201. Or you can Skype it for our worldwide listeners, and uh, you can also speak to us and listen to the show that way. Or go to Facebook and uh, or Google the show and just listen that way. But in order to Skype, you have to uh, click on the show itself to get to the Skype. So I just want to explain that. So let me um, – give me a minute here. I'm going to take our first call. Someone that was holding on even before I came on. And uh, I just want your first name. Let me say hello first because there's a five-second delay. And uh, tell me where you're from. So uh, it's the last four numbers are 6555. Five, five. Okay. Hello, listener? Hello. Yes, hello. How are you? Thank you. For Good. How are my... you? What is your name? My name is Fran. Hi, Fran. And where are you from, please? Chicago. Hi, Fran. How can we help you? Well, um, in the last five years, I have lost so many close people in my life. From my mom mm-hmm. to to my husband to three best friends, and now mm-hmm. my sister passed a couple months ago, um, mm-hmm. and my dad. Mm-hmm. And um, besides the physical loss of my loved one, especially of course my husband, um, I, I lost my homes. I went through bankruptcy. I won mm-hmm. a little bit of a reward, but because of my bankruptcy, uh, um, the state I was living in at the time took it all back, so everyone received money but me. <laughs> right. On the death of my husband. So it was, mm-hmm. it seemed like I kept on getting smacked around, smack, smack, smack. And here yep. I am. I can relate you know, to you. I can relate. I can relate. I've lost uh, parents, brother, sister, two nephews, two children, um, oh, husband, victim of a Hurricane Sandy a year after my husband and son died nine months apart. Uh, lost everything I owned while my daughter was dying. Lost my house to foreclosure. So you 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 called the right line. I understand. That's what I'm trying to say. Right, I've been there. Right. And, yep. and I guess I guess this is the whole thing. And you know, and then now um, because I lost my home and whatever, uh, you know, mm-hmm. now I'm as a senior citizen having to work minimum wage just to pay my bills. So right. but, you know. But you do see that you're obviously not the only one in the world, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. There's so many right. people. And 
I, I actually see, I, don't, I feel so sorry for young people who are raising families starting out now. Exactly. How, how do they do it? It's it's just yeah. incredible. It, it's, but, a, it's a difficult age. It really is. And I, I'm also a senior, I'm, but I, and I also on top of, I have multiple sclerosis. So, <laughs> so I write books now to help others. I have a best-selling out. I have three more books coming out and I do the show free to, because I understand people that are grieving need a place to come to. Um, I'm sure you can relate to this and many people on the show that when, especially when you lost even just one and a child or whatever or anyone, people mm-hmm. seem to act like you die at times. They just don't understand our grief or the grieving process. And that's one of the reasons I do do the show, um, mm-hmm. because it gives you a place to vent. Have you found that in your life, too? Yes, yes. Um, you know, some people, you know, are very cooperative and kind and loving. And what I was going to say is, out of this terrible, terrible thing that, you know, went through, especially with my husband at that time and the loss of homes and stuff, business, mm-hmm. um, I had two grandchildren being born within a month later, my first two right. grandchildren. And it seemed like that was, and I could use the word mitzvah from the rabbi, that I had a mitzvah happen to me and for my family after these terrible tragedies. And that's mm-hmm. pretty much you know the you know then you go through the cycle whole of life cycle right life. yeah life. cycle of life we were thinking yeah yeah and that's what mm-hmm. it's about even though we have these losses i mean it's people like to i i and i think a lot of times um you know i'm not trying to be philosophical but in a way um we are a reminder of mortality when we have especially one loss after another i know in my case i'm just like oh my god this is unreal how do you do it well, I do it by my belief that this is just a test. This is school. I'm a Christian. Um, I have <laughs> both sides, actually. My grandfather was Jewish, um, but I grew up a Christian. And um, it doesn't matter what background you have as far as your religion. Um, you know, to me, there's one God. I call him God. Now that people call him spirit and whatever. I call him God, you know, <laughs> not a biggie, you know. And... It's that belief that keeps me strong. What What do you find keeps you strong? Well, um, I, I got, you know, very interested in mediumship, and only so because, you know, it helped me knowing that I, that love continues no matter what, and, mm-hmm. the, and knowing that my loved ones are are Don't around worry. in some yep. phase. And, and I know my sister, I had who had passed a couple months ago, I was so wanting to connect with her, and I thought so much of her, and I was thinking about one night I was driving, and I was wearing a necklace of hers, and I know Mm -hmm. that she's sitting, I know I felt her on my side, and I know she was, like, helping me and guarding me, because I was so thinking about her and driving very slow and very, you know, just thinking, 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 just being careful, and sure enough, a deer ran right in front of my car. And I'm telling you, mm. honestly, if I would have been, you know, not thinking, very, you know, not, whatever, not right. knowing. You know, I just know my sister and my my loved ones and guardians are always there for me. Oh and yeah, I, I don't know if you have you ever listened to my show before. Have no, you ever heard the show before? Time. No, okay. this is yeah, this is actually. Time. Yeah, next week it'll be my one year anniversary. I am an I am an intuitive medium. 
I was born that way. Um, I came out a year ago at 60 years old uh, to the general public about it. I feared it. My father worked for the Episcopal Church. I grew up with strictly by the Bible. Um, that was not good. It was not of God, blah, 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 blah. Well, I actually have a Baptist deacon on my show quite often, um, Kevin um, Chappelle, and he wrote a book called uh, The Bible, The Truth About Psychics and Spiritual Gifts. And when God gives you a gift, you don't refuse it, and I was refusing it for years. But it, basically when my children died eight years apart um, and I was having all these other losses, they were coming to me right and left. So I'm not saying just visions or whatever, every which way, turning washers on and uh, phone calls, my home phone calling itself and nobody there and <laughs> many, many, many mood, butterflies, rainbows, all kinds of things, you know, and I would mm-hmm. slam one right up the other like you, you know, between 91 until recently, um, I lost my best friend two days before Christmas this year and 12 days before that, another good friend that were mm-hmm. kind of people God. I went to when I had all my other losses. So now I'm back into the depths of grief again. I'm really, you know what, even though I'm a medium, I'm human and I tell people I hurt. I hurt. I know they're fine. I know heaven is real. But I'm a human being also, and I still have the same emotions you do and everyone else when we go through loss, you know. And though it may be comforting um, being an intuitive and what have you, um, I still have the human emotions. And we have to work through that, and I'm hoping that my show and my books are to teach the general population about grief and death and what have you because we all know it's there but none of us really Mm -hmm. want to face mortality you know Mm -hmm. and um that's basically what tonight the show's about you know i do do readings um really kind of low energy because of my recent losses uh if something comes to me i'll let you know um but um Basically, just trying to reach out to uh, someone had just said something to me on Facebook. I, I get a lot of bashing at times. It's like, you know, you go on and on about well, you're lost, blah blah blah. You don't get over it. The, the usual things people say. They're cruel, you know. But it, that's that's their fear talking. I'm finding, you know. And um, mm-hmm. from what I get from that, uh, someone recently said to me, "Well, why don't you just go to your grieving groups and we can, basically you want to hear it?" I said, "Well, why don't you just unfriend me and you don't have to hear it." <laughs> You know, simple. I can go. I do go to my grieving groups, and and you can ask. I counsel thousands of people over the past few years with the grieving groups. But my purpose is to teach the ones that haven't had these losses. This is what I'm trying to make clear to people, how and what to say to us, how to be there for us. And just like the rabbi just said, you know, um, we need that. We need people. We need other people. We need the touch, like he was talking about the ice bucket. You go there by yourself, you stick your feet in nice bucket, the pain, the pain, the pain. You have somebody around, it's lessened by by 100 to 200%, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm trying to strive for is to teach, to be a teacher, you know? And I know mm-hmm. the Lord has directed me there. And uh, to to teach the general population, be there for each other. And I think it's about the unity and the love, and, and, and we need to love here to bring us to the higher level once we do pass on to what we're here to learn. And what are your feelings on that? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, what Everything you've just said, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And what I feel is that what I had been told by some people that, you know, through my situation, I've been I've tried to do it with grace. And, you know, and mm-hmm. 
course, had bad, my, many bad days, but then there are also days where I laughed a lot, too. So I think, you know, yep. it shows people hope that in the worst and worst of times, like you say, it's it's a little mm-hmm. journey, it's a path, not, you know, it's and it may sound trite to other people, but it's truly the truth, you know. Well, it's kind of funny you brought that up. I um, that's actually in my on Amazon. If you read um, my um, my biography and what have you, and I, that's what I say. I'm trying to teach people to serve, to show, to represent. You can survive the worst, the worst of times. It's funny you should say that because not many people quote it that way, and that's how I say it. I I'm very um, you know, I wrote this book, and I'm not pretending. I've told people I'm not Stephen King. I'm not. Uh, you know, any big scholar, I'm not uneducated, but I write the book, I flow, like, with my words, okay? It's kind of about my life, what I've been through, many tragedies, my illness, uh, leading in eventually to my last book will be about the hurricane, which on top of um, losing everybody, I lost all my memories, washed right into the mm-hmm. river. I live right on the Hudson River in New York, and we have a beach home, and... Um, I lost everything, everything I owned. I had no shoes for four days. You know, I had to start all over again without the memories, mm-hmm. too. You know, I'm getting pictures from family members and friends, and but I lost most of the stuff I had of my children. They can never be replaced. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's not, you know, get out the violin. It's reality. I, I tell people I'm not being drama. I'm being a realist. It really mm-hmm. happened. You know, drama is people, I just went through something this week with a supposed quote-unquote friend who's no longer a friend, uh, about drama. You know, some people create their own. These mm-hmm. things are reality. Death is a reality. That's not – we don't create that. We have to vent. We can't sit here and be vegetables and not say we don't have these feelings. It's important mm-hmm. to stay out of the asylums because, because the only way you're going to do that is if you vent. And that's what I'm telling people. We need to keep the memories alive. Um, you know, we can still laugh. We can still attend things. You know, um, the holidays are rough. Their birthdays are rough. The death dates are rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to always be, you know, that really affects us for whatever reason. But we still live. You know, people say, well, you're stuck. I said, no, I'm not. No, no, I'm not stuck on the beach, you know, as they say. <laughs> You know, and um, that's basically what I try to teach people. And you sound like a woman after my own heart, that even though you've gone through all this, I mean, you, you had to start over again, not just with the losses, but with the homes and everything, right? Absolutely. And, you know, you got to, one foot in front of the other, baby steps, you know. That's yeah, I, I call I call it turning lemons into lemonade. My niece is usually my co-host, but she's been working late, so I've been kind of winging it myself. <laughs> and she always gets annoyed when I say that, but it's true. You got to take the, the sourness of life, the lemons, and turn it into something sweet, you know. And um, while we're here, we need to live, you know. And and there's going to be ups and downs with every and everybody's life, you know. Some more than others, but uh, we have to now teach the others how to live. I think. And I, I how do you feel about that? I, I agree. As I mentioned mm-hmm. before, I, I actually I was thinking about some relatives of my husband who had a hard time when he passed and they treated mm-hmm. me very poorly because every mm-hmm. time they would see me, they would get upset. And I thought, well, that is so, in, so unkind because he yeah. yeah, we're in the same position and, you know, mm-hmm. so it's really a matter of knowing how to just view yourself in life, you know? So exactly. It's the fear factor. 
It's you're the reminder of the fear factor because everybody's afraid. I mean, uh, there's not many people that aren't afraid of the unknown. You know, they I I call it the hypocrites in the pew. You sit there every Sunday or Saturday if you go to synagogue, and 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 you sit there and listen to the word. You know, the Bible and the word and and whatever. And then you leave there, and it's like, and then you don't, you're not brotherly with your family, you're not with your friends, you turn your back on them, a lot of these people do, and they make it harder, and my thing, basically, like I said, what I'm trying to do is to make them understand about that. You know, I can sit there, like I said, in my grieving groups, we all understand each other, especially, you know, most of them are the, the parent, you know, loss, or the child loss. We understand each other, but we're trying to tell people, stop being mean to us. Stop treating us like we've died to, you know, and it, and it's all, like I said, it all comes down to the fear factor. And that's where being also an intuitive medium myself that um, I came out after 60 years. And I said, you know, I don't care. You can think I'm nuts. You know, I read people all over the world. I don't charge anything, by the way, either. So it's not like I'm making profit. I could, but I choose not to. You know, I could do some money. Who can? But you, but I just feel my true gift from God. I have to do this and help people, and uh, it's the way it is. And and it comforts me to comfort them. You know, and then I think it's all part of the life cycle, the seasons. Uh, what was the song? The birds uh, to every season, and it's in the Bible. Time yeah. turn turn. It's time to be born, a time to die. You listen to the words, and then they go about your life, and it's like you don't think about it until it hits you. You know, but it's going to hit us all, and that's why I. I got this brainstorm about this rabbi's book, which was the first book I probably I read. Uh, my daughter was about eight years old, and she died at 28. And my son was 22 when they, he passed. And uh, But it was a book. book all of a sudden, I said, you know, i got to do a show on this book because his book does make a lot of sense. I'm not getting paid to promote his book, but I think it's an excellent book. And uh, that's on Amazon. Like I said, it's when bad things happen to people, to good people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I think it's important to stimulate your mind to learn this, you know, from somebody who has, somebody who's in the field of religion, you know, quote unquote, and who's also lost a child, you know, and uh, what his perspective is on it. So that's the way I see things. And it sounds like you're a woman after my own heart. (laughs) So is there anything else you wanted to add to the show? Because I have some other callers. Oh, no, no, I don't want to take any more time. I do have one quick question. I I have an hour and a half. It's no problem. Don't worry about it. Go ahead. Okay. The question is, um, when you do dream of a loved one who has gone to spirit, I mean, how can you Mm -hmm. differentiate that it is just, you know, um, a A dream dream or a dream visit? Okay. I explain explain that. And and actually, if you Google my shows, all my shows are archived, and I've talked about it several times, but I will tell you. Um, dream visits is when you actually kind of like astral plane. You go there most of the time because sleeping is the closest thing to death. Okay, the spirit does can leave the body. I had my first with both of my children a few months ago. Dream visit, even being intuitive, and it was amazing. I actually went there. People say, "Oh, you're nuts." Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> Think what you want. But if you have a dream, a dream. The difference with a dream is. A dream is a dream. It's the psychological process of working the day-to-day trials and tribulations, you know. You can usually differentiate it, but if it feels real, have you had that where it felt really real, like you're sitting there and talking to your husband or whomever you lost or your many, sister? Many, or Yes, many, many times. My husband could come a couple times a week. Okay. Okay. Well, say that it doesn't usually happen that often. 
Um, it, that's kind of hard to differentiate between a dream, but if it feels real and you feel like you're getting something from it, it's a dream visit. It's a dream visit. Okay. But if you're, if it's kind of like you're frightened by it or, you know, what they call nightmares or night terrors, that's just a dream. That's just working out the, um, the day-to-day stresses in your mind, you know? Mm-hmm. But the dream visits, if you feel that they're there, that's a dream visit. They're really coming to you. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll put you. I'll you. put you back on hold, and if you want to listen to the show, and uh, and I'll take a couple other callers here, um, and uh, we'll go from there. And if I sometimes spirit comes to me, I see the difference with me and crew medium. You don't go looking for spirit. I have people come on my show, and they're like, "I want to be a medium." Well, you know what? I want to be a violinist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like God gives us all individual gifts. I'm not saying you can't do it. I mean, we all have the gift to some point. But, you know, usually people that do go seek that already have somewhat of a gift. This isn't something – I don't sit here with crystal balls or Ouija boards. I don't get into crystals. I don't do any of that stuff, okay? I just, that, that's me. I don't do tarot cards. When spirit comes to me, they come to me, and I open up and I give whatever they give me because for whatever, whomever needs, you know, whatever – and I don't go looking for it. So I could be sitting here with you. Uh, you could be on hold. Some, I could be talking to somebody, and all of a sudden it's like, i got to go back to that caller because i got a message for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, right now I am feeling something for you. Do you have any relationship with somebody named Roslyn or Rosnan? Is or R, an R name? Is that Ro- I'm hearing Ros, Rosnan or Ros, Rosalind? In spirit, Does that mean anything to you? Rosalind. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, see, the, I'm getting a message with that name. It could be someone that's still here, but somebody from the other side is giving me the name Rosin or Rosalind. Yes, I do know a Rosalind. It's my sister's sister-in-law, actually. Okay. So, and your sister's passed? Yes, yes. And that was fairly recently, right? Yes, very recently. Okay, so Rosalind was a relative. Well, that is your sister then, because I just felt the chill. If that's a connection to your sister, your sister's coming coming and saying hello. <laughs> so that's how they do it. Okay, so see, like I said, I didn't even try this. And, you know, I, for whatever reason, they always give me the names that aren't common. <laughs> and then I, then I have people telling me, oh, this is all set up and made up. Have you ever met me before? <laughs> You've never even heard my show. No, no. So, I mean, I can't make this stuff up. You know, it just, I'm hearing Roslyn. So, and being that you do have a connection, it was your sister's sister in law, your sister's just saying hello to you, okay? Okay, thank you, darling. I appreciate it. Okay, honey, I'm going to put you on hold, and um, my screen actually just went down. (laughs) Hold on a second. got to bring my screen back up. Yep, the computer age, right? I do it all from the computer, so. Okay, honey, I'm going to put you on hold, and if there's uh, another message, you know, if you want to hold on, I may get something else. It's up to you, okay? Okay, thank you. Okay, have a great evening. God bless. Okay, hold on. Bye. Okay, I'm going to take my next caller. And I know who this is. Hello there, Trish. How are you? Good. Uh, I'm pretty doing all right, uh, Peggy. I'm just cool, gonna let you cool. talk. I actually, I have some other callers, and they're just kind of on hold. And actually, you know, tonight was going to be the night that Brian was going to be on with Mother's Love, and his dad passed away. So we're going to do that show next week. But um, I think it's a little different our show tonight. A little interesting. A little interesting. Um, I did. I, all of a sudden, this book. I said, you know what? Let me do the show on this book. What do you feel about that? You know, why, why, when, when bad things happen to good people? What do you feel about that, Trish? I just want to tell the, my listeners, Trish. Uh, I met through our 
violence grieving groups. Um, she's been on the show with me before. She lost her son, Ryan, a year ago, November 14th. Um, you know, we won't go into details, but, uh, you know, what is your feeling on, do you feel like, why is, why does this happen to me? What is your feeling? Well, I mean, we all feel that way, right? But what is your every, feeling? I mean, um, yeah, I think everyone feels like that, Peggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody thinks they're a good person unless they're something that's not. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, all I can say is that's been actually my question every day for the last 14 months. It's like, that's exactly all I can say is, wow, you know, here I was the one that took in the niece and nephew because my sister needed a little help at the time. I was always mm-hmm. helping and taking help and family before I even had my own kids. And then right. I'm like, wow, I not only was there for mine, but I was there for some others. And I'm like, wow, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think that's what what it's about. I think it's like you, you said to me, Peg. I don't know how you do it with all the losses you've had. So many, so close, and and my recent ones. You and I've talked about my friends, and it's been a hard one. And then I just went through a, a traumatic thing. I haven't talked to you about it personally yet, but uh, with someone that was supposed to be my friend that turned out to be a monster. I'm not even going to go into it on the show, but it's like I, I, I'm going to pray for their soul. That's all. Because they are bashing me, they're, they're, they're people are coming coming to me and telling me the things that they're saying, cruel, cruel. But this person obviously has a serious mental problem, and she's telling people I have a mental problem. So, you know, yeah. you got to watch what you say to people because I know too many people. Everything comes back to me. So, but the show's not about that tonight. I'm giving it to God. You know, karma's karma's a bitch. You know, I'm playing. Well, I have to tell you. Anybody that has to talk about some of his lost children and say they have a mental problem, well, let me tell you. Oh, no, it's not. It's not. I'm telling you, Chris, it wasn't even about that. It was just me in general. Um, I'm, I can't. I'm not going to go into it on the show because it's too personal. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, well, it was thought, uh, from what the in, let me let me just finish. The info I've gotten was she's talked about my children. She's now talked about. Uh, my, my ex relationship to somebody she hardly knows. She's sick. She's sick. So I can't be around that. So you know how I've been deleting Facebook and deleting and blocking people? I've had it with certain people. I am not here to be abused. I'm here to help people. If people can't handle that or they're jealous or – I don't know what their problem is, but tonight's show is not going to be about that. It's not worth my – you know what? It's not worth my energy. It's not worth it. You know, it's just not worth it. And if they've got that kind of a mean spirit, God help them because karma, I hope nothing happens in their life any worse because karma's going to bite them. So I'm just letting it go. I'll go about my life and do what I do, you know. You're not going to stop me from what I'm doing. So, yep, yep, yeah. I got people – actually, uh, Trish, I got people in the chat room. I just got thumbs up from somebody on here. Uh, I know who it is. Telling me when I brought up the violin, like the gift, you know, you're either a medium or you're not. You know what I'm saying? It, God yeah. gives us all a gift. I'm, and I said a thing about, well, I don't play the violin. That wasn't my gift. Okay. She goes, oh, you're a hoop, Peggy. Well, I try to be. <laughs> we got to kind of be light sometimes uh, in life. And and uh, what the heck? Somebody else wrote something. I have a friend who also I came into my life. to everybody. Huh? Eventually, bad things happen to everybody. That's my belief. Oh, oh yeah. It's all like I, I talk about it. We're all in school. It's all part of the darn test here. You know what I'm saying? Maybe so, Trish, I'm gonna I'm gonna put. Yeah. The ones that were not nice to you, Peggy, one day when they go through it, they'll probably think twice about how you felt then, won't they? Yeah, but you know what? 
what do they say? Oh, blah, D, oh, blah, da, life goes on. And I'm not yep. going to, I am not, there's a, there's a, I've never been to AA, but I know people have, and there's the same there. Do not let people rent space in your head, okay? I'm not yep. letting, because, you know, they got they have to live with themselves. So let them, let her go with her bad self, because, you know what, I know who I am. Obviously, they, she don't know who she is. She's sick. I've been told that prior, and I've accepted her to the person, and I realize now how sick she really is. So, but anyhow, that's I'm not going to waste. That's running space in my head. Why waste my time and breath on this? It's not worth it. But honey, let me put you back on hold a minute because I have some callers now wanting to talk. All right, is that okay with you? Okay, I'll put you back on hold, sweetie. Hold on, I'll probably bring you back on. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Thanks, Trish. Hold on. Okay, I have another caller. Um, give me a minute to just say hello first, because like I said, there's a five-second delay. Um, our show tonight is about when bad things happen to good people, because not why, it's when, because we all go through stuff. So your last four numbers of your uh, your last four numbers of your phone number is four one one seven. I just want your first name, the part of the state you're from, and or the country. Hold on, please. Um, Okay, we're trying to pick you up here. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. Hello. Yes, can I have your first name? Hi. Can I have your first name? My name is Rita, and I'm from Oklahoma. Hi, Rita from Oklahoma. I'm Peggy from New York. How are you? I'm good. Okay, How is this the first time you're tuning in, or have you heard my show before? Yeah. No, it's okay. my first time. Okay. Uh, what What drew you to the show, the signs or the fact that when bad things happen to good people, <laughs> what drew you to well, the show? <laughs> both the signs of our loved ones send us. I wanted to know more about that. Okay. And, well, I'm intuitive. Yeah. I've I don't you, I don't know if you've been listening to the show, but I've lost. I won't go on, but I've lost many, including a son and a daughter to cystic fibrosis while in their twenties. Just lost my best friend two weeks ago, right before Christmas. Another friend twelve days before that. Many other people in my life, but I'm not going to go on about. It's not about me. I only tell people this so. They know I can relate to their losses. You want right. to share some of your story, honey? Rita? I like the name, by the way, because that's my cousin's name from Pennsylvania. <laughs> Thank you. I lost my son two years ago. Okay. And, I'm uh, sorry to hear that. We all know people can be cruel with their words, you know. God, no, yeah. God knows. I'm, I just went through it this week again with somebody via somebody else. It, it's disgusting. Pretending to yeah. be friends and then bashing you behind your back, and I'm just sick of it. Exactly. You know, but, you know, but that's my what my show is, is about. You're not over it yet. <laughs> oh yeah, no, or it's I like when are you going to get over it? When you like it. forget them? How about forget them? How about how about this one? You have others, and then I turn to them. Well, which one would you replace? <laughs> they, that, they were individuals. I actually said I, that. Which probably yours would you be willing to give up? Yeah, yeah, exactly. People are, and that's what you know, Rita. That's what my show is about. You know, a lot of people say, oh, God, the drama queen. No, I'm not. The drama queen is making stuff up or making believe you got something wrong with you, because I've seen that recently with somebody. You know, um, that's drama. There's people that have that, what do they call it, the Munchausen syndrome that yeah. dream up things, you know, and uh, they do all kinds of, people do all kinds of crazy stuff. That's drama. It's a sickness, you know, and a mental illness. But then there's people that, like us, that have lost you know, children. It's very real. That's not drama. That's real. That's reality, like I just said to the other woman. Um, so what is your – what would you like to contribute to the show, Rita? I'm going to let you have the stage now. 
I just, you know, wanted to say that it doesn't, it don't matter where you come from or who you are, you have the opportunity, you know, of losing your child. I mean, I had mm-hmm. mine grown and thought I didn't have to worry anymore, you know. And, uh, yeah. Just people just, I don't know, like what you were saying, you know. You wouldn't wish it upon anybody, but then again, they need nope. to have a little compassion for the ones that are living it. And that's why I do this, you know. And like I told people, I get people on my Facebook that condemn me. And first of all, being intuitive, like, I'm sorry, God gave me a gift. What do you want from me, you know? <laughs> I use it. Right. And also I get bashed for going on about my kids and uh you know, it's like, you know, the, the typical get over it, uh, you know, oh, yeah. God, I'm sick of hearing it, you know, oh, she, oh, I'm mentally ill, that was the new, that's, that's not been a new thing, I'm mentally ill, yeah, yeah, well, it can make you mentally ill, but I don't, I think I'm pretty with it, I haven't ever taken a drug, even for pain, and I have multiple sclerosis, I've lost two children without any kind of medication, I'm not saying it's bad for people, but... If I was so mentally ill, um, you think I'd be popping pills or something, don't you think? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you know, let them be. Oh, bloody, like I said. So, um, what is the biggest thing that bothers you since your your son's loss? Um, how old was your son? May I ask? My son was twenty nine years old. Twenty nine. Uh, yeah, he, I lost my daughter twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah, he was hit head on by a car. Oh that my gosh. He was lame, and I mm-hmm. was. Uh, about four cars in front of him, and uh, you know, I wonder. I what I do say is, why wasn't I there to be that close? Why wasn't I there? But then, on the other hand, I think you know I probably couldn't have kept my sanity if I would have seen it. Right. But my big thing. Well, is, you know, God, God does. If you read that guy's book, I mean, I have a book too, but this guy's book, um, and like I said, I don't even know him personally. Um, this guy's book kind of talks about, you know, it's and I say it too, it's all part of the plan. We can't stop it. We all, I can remember the day of my daughter's awake, walking in, and all I could think of is I couldn't put a Band-Aid on this. You know, my daughter needed double lung uh, transplant because of cystic fibrosis. She had, a, she left behind a four and seven year old. Uh, my son was 22. He needed a double lung liver transplant, never had children, never married. So, and I'm thinking, why am I here? I'm, I've got I've got a broken body with MS for years, okay? And they're 22 and 28. Why am I here? Yeah. That's where we go and we find purpose. The show gives me purpose, helping people, talking to, you know, other grieving parents gives purpose. Have you found any purpose since your, your son's passing or, or how do you feel? Do you feel stuck or what's I your feelings I'm on still, it? Yeah, I think I'm still kind of floundering. Um, okay. My son had a non-profit organization that I tried to continue, and I just don't have what it takes to continue mm-hmm. it yet. You know, I'm just right. so broken. That yeah, it and I tell people too. Sad. I um, I lost a twenty, a thirty-two-year-old nephew this past September, and two years ago, I on top of my children, and I lost another nephew uh, two years ago, my niece's son. And I was talking to my niece today, and and she's like, you know, she's up and down, just like you know, we're almost like bipolar sometimes with it. And it's not that we're bipolar; it's just you get mood swings. You know, you're, you're going to have some fun. days you, yeah. you can't get you can't get out of bed, and other days, okay, I got to do this. You know, there's some days you can't wash a dish. 
you know, and it's like, God, does it ever stop? And I, I told my niece today, I said, um, honey, it's, you know, she goes, this is going, this is the second year. It's getting worse. Well, I've told her and I tell many, it doesn't, it doesn't get better, especially at children's grief. It gets eventually different. I'm, it'll be on February 2nd, four years since I lost my son. I lost my husband nine months prior to him. Um, we were separated, but I was taking care of both of them at the same time. A, a broken woman with multiple sclerosis taking care of a child with cystic fibrosis and a husband dying of diabetes. You know, and trying to be everything to everyone, and it's like, I, I, you don't know how you get through it, you know. But it's been four years with him. Um, my daughter died on Mother's Day 2002, on Mother's Day. And it'll be 13 years coming up this year for her, and I'm going to tell you, it, it doesn't, it doesn't get, it doesn't get better. It just doesn't get better. It gets different. You're going to have moments where you can get back into the swing of life. You can go on and and do your day to day routine, and then you're going to have days still that you're going to say, "Why the hell should I even get out of bed? Why? What? You know, that's when you have to sit there and think. And why I think this guy's book is really good is that. You have to find purpose again. There are, you know, and and this is my, not just the grieving mom side, this is my intuitive side, because I do connect with them. Um, you know, it's not like they sit down and have full conversations with me. That's not how I do it, you know. But mm-hmm. many signs, many signs, you know. And uh, my friend that just died two days before Christmas, uh, she's driving me crazy. <laughs> she, she's so crazy on the other side. Their personalities don't change. They're good. But one of the messages that she gave me, which was kind of cool, was – and she was with my daughter and son when I got this message from intuitively and, and was through someone close to me that's also intuitive, and she was going nonstop. She said that – and my daughter said, Mom, we're okay. We're not sick anymore. We're fine. Actually, they said they were at the beach over there. They got everything there they got here, okay? And this may sound crazy, but my daughter says, Mom – We've moved on. Now you move on. Yeah, I will. I have to a point, but I have been stuck at times. And I have. I realize. Okay, I did a resolution 2015. I have to start doing more for me. I can't keep just writing books and doing the show, which I can, will continue to do, and helping other grieving parents. I have to go out and have some fun. They don't. They. How do I put it? They don't have unhappiness over there. Maybe a different way they feel this, but they hurt for us. They hurt for us, you know, because they're fine. We're not fine. We're living in the hell here. I mean, I don't know whether there's a hell hell. You know, I'm I'm Episcopal. I was taught there's both, but personally, I think this is it. <laughs> you know, Me too. I personally think it's it. I personally think this is it. I, you know, and I'll I'll probably get hell from ministers and whatever bashing me, but. Go ahead, you know, use me as your yeah, punching bag. <laughs> but, better, but better have tried to knock me down, so go go with yourselves. I say it like <laughs> it is. God gave me free will, you know. What you see yeah. is what you get, hon. You know, <laughs> but I do believe it. And one of the messages from the other side this week was said to me that, yeah, well, you're kind of living in hell. <laughs> I don't know, you know. Yeah. and But you got to just take whatever, like this, thing I just played from the minister because I did a little bit of his audio audio book um, mm-hmm. you've got to um, find the purpose again that you've got to find happiness again you've got to live for them and I think what he meant by that and from my own personal perspective and I'm not a scholar here so I'm just saying you know what I'm feeling yes, that 
we have to live for them by doing what, like your son did this um, charity work, right? Mm-hmm. You've got it. I'm not saying you got it. They would like it probably if you continue to do it because that keeps his memory alive. I also have a, I have charities too. I have a, a Wish Foundation in memory of my children for mm-hmm. others with cystic fibrosis that see uh, that. Uh, the make a wish, you know, they they kind of wait, and they're very good. I, I love make a wish because they did grant my kids wishes, but they wait almost till these kids are dead before they grant their wish, and they can't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I grant it a hell of a lot longer than that, you know, where they can go yeah. out and go to Disney or whatever. I haven't done a lot yet. I'm, I've only been a year into it, but I'm working on it, you know. And um, so that's what I'm doing, and it makes makes me it keeps them alive, you know. And it's not just like a selfish thing; it's I, the reward you feel when you've been there and had children so sick, okay, and you know what those parents are feeling and what those kids are feeling and what they're going to face, just knowing that I can give them that moment of happiness, that week in Disney or uh, uh, this one kid uh, with another woman, they got a red Red Wing game he went to, and he's still hanging in there. He was supposed to be gone like a year ago. He was that sick, and he's – God bless him. Prayers work. The boy's still hanging in there, you know. First, he just wanted a bunch of cards for his 21st birthday. We got them all over, all over the world. You know, we got that for him. And then he ended up, he wanted to go to Red Wing. I think it's Red Wing. And he ended up going to the game and meeting the players and whatever, whatever. So it's, you got to take that that little spark in life and kind of like make it like 4th of July. Take that little sparkler and and like light it. Ignite yourself. Okay? Ignite yourself. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, honey. You're going to have your days, and like I said, it doesn't get better. It gets harder, but it gets different. And and if we can go, if you can take what I told you tonight and speak maybe to others and say, teach them, be a teacher, okay? Take the lesson that our, our children gave us and the, the emotions that we feel that, that hurt us the most. This is what I do. And... Let people know how we feel and what to say and what not to say to us so it can heal somebody else faster, okay? I mean, that's my advice to you. So I don't know if that helps. You're saying, oh, shut up, lady, you know. (laughs) No, no. I I wanted to ask you, though, did you try to make plans, you know, when you were new in it? Did you try to make plans and then at the last minute back out? You know, like I yeah, stayed in bed. There, there are times. Yeah, I've done it. Out. I've done it. Do you know how many? I, okay. I can tell you how many times I got invited to things. Well, first of all, a lot of things I wouldn't get invited to because everybody was like I had the plague, you know. And then things yeah. that I did get invited to the last minute. I'm like, oh, I'm not up to it today. I'm not feeling good. Well, you know what? I'm not feeling good because I'm I wasn't emotionally feeling good. I didn't tell them. Yeah. That. I just want to. I just said I don't want to go there. I would have friends like, well, why don't you come over for Christmas? My son's godparents always, you know, the loving people. It was. It's very hard, especially in the beginning, to celebrate the holidays with people that still have their children and not. God bless them that they have them, but they don't realize. I'm also a poet. I, I got a poetry book coming out about grief. Um, it should have been out a few weeks ago, but because of the two recent deaths, I postponed it. And it kind of explains uh, one of the biggest poems, and I got a lot of response a year ago, was called Empty Chairs at the Table. Well, your yeah. kids, and I have friends all the time on Facebook, that, oh, my God, my kids are going to college, and you know, the empty nest. Well, guess what? Ours don't fly back. Ours are flying in heaven now. Our, yeah. our birds don't come back to the nest. You, uh, We have empty chairs at the table on Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever, whatever you celebrate. Yeah. We, we 
they don't get it. They don't get it. If they hurt that much when their kids go to college, can and I say to them, can you imagine what we feel like when our kids don't, don't come back? We know they're fine, but we still miss the physical connection, the hugs and the kisses and the, the bitching yeah. and the moaning. <laughs> you know, I say it like it is. I yeah. mean, you know, <laughs> no kid's perfect. Yeah. I call myself uh, Howard Sternett a lot. I say it like it is. You know, I'm real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some people get offended. She knew yeah. how I felt because her son had moved, uh, you know, to Alaska. And I said, well, the difference oh, between you and I is you can get on a plane. There is no plane yes. for me. Well, sweetheart, and, that's what you need to teach people. Keep teaching. Keep, don't, we got to stop this. We have to protest in a way um, to stop the stupidity of others. Of Well, you know, I lost my dog last week. Well, I'm sorry about your dog. I hurt when my dog died too. My I lost two dogs I had for years. Don't compare it to our children. Grief, a child grief, and I don't take away from anybody because I've lost parents, I've lost two siblings, I've lost two children, I've lost two nephews, I've lost many friends, aunts, uncles, grandma, all the, all of them. Okay, but I'm going to tell you, and you know it, and you any grieving parent will tell you, child loss is a different type. It's yeah, not supposed. It's not. It's, we're not taught to lose children. There's not one of us parents, and I, I'm hoping I can speak for us all. I can remember I was pregnant with my daughter. She was my only daughter, my oldest. Thinking, well, I was expecting her, and it's like, oh my God, how do these people? How? Oh, I could never. Once you feel that baby moving you, and oh, can you imagine losing a child? And look at me. I lost two. Yeah. I lost my youngest son. I have two living children that are held, well, have their own issues, but they don't have that. They weren't born with it. They bypassed them. And, uh, you know, I got one. I live in New York, one in Carolina who hardly talks to me, and I got one that lives at home, still is kind of in a funk and really affected by things. Uh, within nine months, uh, my other two children lost their brother, father, and grandfather within nine months. Wow. Same year. Yeah, and then three months later, their aunt. And then more you know, before and after and lost a sister, like I said, and not to go on because he's like, oh, it's all about you. No, I'm letting people know I can relate to you. It's not about me. I wouldn't be doing this. If I, I did this, I'd be talking to myself all day, you know. It's not about me. I sometimes do that. No, no. It's when you answer yourself, you got to worry, you know. <laughs> no, and I, I'm not trying to make light of it yet, but I'm just trying to show right. a little bit of my sense of humor that's there. That I can still laugh, and people look at you and say, well, how can you laugh? Oh, my God. So we're wrong for laughing. We're wrong for crying. We're wrong for keeping the memories alive. If we don't say anything, we're wrong for that. Be damned if you do, damned if you don't, in other words. So just, sweetheart, my advice to you is, you know, I'm not a psychiatrist, okay, but I don't need a book to teach me how to grieve. Okay, I lived it. It's called the the Book of Life. Okay, and that's why this show I think is good because I can relate to what you're feeling. I know what you're feeling. I can say I can relate to it. I'm not going to tell you my kids in Atlanta. Yeah, my kids in Carolina. I can feel. No, hell no. My kids. Sometimes I'm glad my kids in Carolina. (laughs) We all got that one, you know. No, I'm I'm just joking. (laughs) What I'm saying is it's different. Don't compare, and I'm telling my listeners, do not compare your children in college that come home, your children in Alaska, and I'm I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm being very assertive, okay? Uh-huh. Do not compare that. That's what we're trying to teach you. You can't compare that to this. There's no comparison. You know, like you said, you can get on the damn plane, or they can come to visit yeah. you. 
Ours don't. Yeah, they can come through me, a medium, or intuitive, or whatever you want to believe, because I, I know what I do. I know what I, the message I get. That's fine. But it's still that isn't even the same. We just, It kind of covers us knowing that there is a heaven. It, it's a reinforcement right. that they're okay. But it doesn't make up for getting up in the stupid little jokes my little guy used to play on me all the time, you know? Or the, yeah. even the nastiness, my daughter could be nasty at times. I still went through the same things even with their sickness that every other mother with a teenager went through, you know? Right. Um, but I miss it. I miss the jokes. I miss the stupidness. I miss leaving my Facebook up and my son putting and mortifying. I'm not even going to go into some of the things he put in, and he'd wait for me to come in five hours later and say, Mark, and he'd laugh like hell. He would put things yeah. on there and made me look so bad. But you know what? I miss that. I miss it. I yeah. miss it. And do I cry? I, yeah, I, I'm intuitive medium. I, would I take still that cry. sarcastic humor any day of the week. You know, he was hell very yeah. sarcastic. I would take oh, it mine was too. My my son was brutal, and where people would say to me and say to him, "Don't talk to your mother that way." But what I knew when you have an illness, this, I don't know if you've ever heard of cystic fibrosis. That's what both my children died of. Um, they they needed to vent, and I didn't mm-hmm. like the way they talked to me either. But I, they knew that they could get this anger out, and mom wouldn't walk away. Their friends would walk away if they talked to the way they talked to me. I knew I had to take all that crap, too, and it was hard. Oh, my God, it was hard. I mean, there's times I just wanted to smack them upside the head, which I didn't do, you know, but you felt like it, you know, and I wasn't an abusive parent. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I got pissed. I got pissed, but my soul, my heart knew where it was coming from. There's a difference. You know, but, other people didn't understand. So I got the grief from other people. It's like, oh, you nice way you're bringing these kids up. You, you ain't got a clue. You know, you right. think I was probably one of the strictest mothers, and they hated me at times. All my kids hated me. I was dad wasn't strict, mom was strict, and yeah. it was like Sunday dinner. That was family day. Oh, come on, my friend. I I don't care what your friends are doing. They're not my kids. Sunday is our day, okay? And for years until they were teens, it was Sunday was our day. You know. And we sat around the table, and everybody talked and, and ate together and talked about their week, and, and I would get the snotty looks from them, whatever. But it was, you know, I, it it is what it is. That's all I can say. It is what it is. And, um, honey, I just, and I feel intuitively that you need to teach, and I, you need to go on with your son's work. And I think that's going to be a healing for you. Okay. Um, you know, have you ever been to a medium or intuitive or do you believe in it or or, or you don't accept it or what's your feelings on it? Yeah, I have. I have. And okay, who's Robert? I'm getting a Robert. Do you know a Robert? I have a nephew, Robert. Okay, is he uh, alive? Yes. Okay. Is he problems? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, your son must be coming through and kind of shaking his head and say, "I'm over here and he's here. He's a he's an ass. Well, he's an ass. I'm sorry, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, <laughs> is that right? Yes. Okay, well, you, your family doesn't have to hear the show. You can be honest. Well, that's the message. Your son's giving me a message. He's telling me. Robert, and he's saying, and I'm not going to say the rest of the ass, but figure it out. It's kind of like yeah. what a, um, I'll put, I'll say it nicely. It's kind of like what a groundhog does in the ground. So he's an ass, yeah. what the groundhog does. Okay. He goes, that's what your son's telling me about him. He goes, yeah, mm-hmm. look at him. You know, I'm feeling, does he have drug issues? Yeah, I think so. 
Okay. Yeah, he's confirming. Denying okay. that I well, kind of, kind of look out for you know, look out for him. Okay. Yeah, because he's he's he, well, no, I well, no, don't cut the ties because everybody needs somebody. But I think whoever is involved, if his mom or dad or whatever, I think they need some tough love. Okay, that's the message your son's giving me. Okay. All right. All right, sweetheart. And if something else, I'll put you on hold. I have um, other callers here that want to talk and uh, contribute to the show. But um, something may pop up, I may bring you back because that's how they do it. I don't go to them, they come to me. But he's just telling me Robertson. He's a, <laughs> I won't say it. Yeah. He's an asshole. But he's telling me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is what it is. He's so that's a little message pain. knowing your son's around and seeing it, okay? And your uh, son, your, you. would your son say it that way, hon? Yes. Okay. Okay. As they, you know what? Their, bed, their mom, personalities what don't change. He would say that. Okay. Well, then yeah. you know it's him. He's around you, sweetheart. Okay. So that's a little message for you. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank okay, you. Okay. So God much. bless. My show is every Tuesday night live, and you can always go back. All my shows are archived. Um, next next okay. week is my one year anniversary, so I've got like almost fifty shows. If I've got shows just on grief or whatever, you can listen to them anytime you like. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. God bless. You're welcome, and you're not alone, okay? You can always call in and talk to me, all right? Thank you. God bless you, honey. Okay. Hold on. Let's see. We have another caller here. Um, The last four numbers are 2911. Let me say hello first because of the delay. A lot of people get on, it's like they're blurting the name out, and I don't even hear it. So um, tell me your first, na- no, yeah, first name and the part of the country or world you're from, please. 2911. Hi, Hello. My- Hi, my name is Carrie, and I'm calling from Hi, Rhode Carrie. Island. From Rhode Island. Hi, Carrie. How are you? How can we help you? I'm doing good. I was just interested. I was listening to your show. I I recently lost someone this past year. I lost my father in July mm-hmm. of 2014. Right. Um. A lot of transformation going on in all areas of my life, so I was just calling in with any right. insight or guidance you may have. Okay. Um, is the first time you tune into my show? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, tonight we're talking about, um, I don't know what you've heard, why, I mean, it's about signs your loved ones send us. Um, yep. And tonight it's about why do bad things happen to good people? Because uh, it happens right. to all and of I us. Right, and I have something to add to that. I have something to add to that. Only because. Um, okay, go, go for passed, it. He passed unexpectedly um, in July, and um, soon after that, I mean, the, the following week after his services, I was actually inadvertently involved in a car accident. Um, mm-hmm. He, uh, a woman, hit a police car and then actually hit me. And shortly mm-hmm. thereafter, I worked for a law firm for the past two years. They let me go. So, really? you know, I was, yeah. Why did they let you go? Yes. Because of the accident? I think, because, or? Uh, I think that they just, well, they used, you know, you were late for two minutes, but I mean, I had a great record with them. I think it was, yeah, something along the lines of me not being able to take a leave for the oh, physical okay, therapy. Okay, okay, I'm getting, are, are you into mediums? I mean, because I am also an intuitive medium besides being a yes. mother of, you know, two people. Okay. I'm getting something with the throat. Was that something related to your father, the esophagus or the throat? The, the digest something with the digestive system, or was he in an accident, or something crushed? I'm feeling something, or do can that relate to anybody that you know? I mean, yes, it could. Uh, my father passed, and it was cardiac arrest in his sleep, so he was sleeping, and I think he just had a cardiac event. Um, however, Did he have sleep apnea? A, he smoked. 
Okay. Well, so a what? Lot, <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Um, so I don't know if that. Was he overweight? Honestly, was he overweight? No, he had actually lost so much weight in the months leading up. Um, I had last seen him June 29th, and I went away for the 4th of July weekend and received a call on the 5th. So there's not exactly mm-hmm. a, a definitive date for when he passed. My dog was there with him. Um, mm-hmm. my, but, you know, I had left things. I'm feeling, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling sleep apnea with him where he went to sleep and didn't wake up. Um, mm-hmm. That he, did he, Was he a loud snorer? Did you know? Did he snore loud? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm feeling um I feel like he's coming to me. I feel like there was sleep apnea involved which will they stop breathing and the heart stops. That's what I'm feeling okay. that he passed to. Well, what did the um what did the death certificate say? Did it just say they heart, ruled cardiac it arrest? Out. It took almost till the end of August for me to get a determination. They ruled it as atherosclerosis, which is actually hardening of the arteries. Um Right, right. I was my dad was, besides, but, so. Yeah. 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 I mean, my dad was a pretty, you know, his best friend was a doctor, and he's just like, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to go. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he, you, well, know, you know what? He wasn't one to I had my own nursing doctor, business so. for 20-some years, and that's the attitude of doctors, trust me. <laughs> whatever, you know, next, you know. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, send me the check, checks in the mail type of deal. That's the uh, yeah, mentality like, of them. I'm going to eat my Miracle Whip. I'm going to have my bologna. I'm going to eat my Kit Kats. I'm just going to drink whole milk, you know, whatever. He's not going to mm-hmm. change his diet. Yeah, right. So, honestly, if, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, yeah. it's, the, it's the easiest, most peaceful way to pass. But, I mean, you know what? You know what? I, I tell people this all the time. I'm 61. I'm overweight. I have MS, um, multiple sclerosis. And had it, since I was nine, didn't get diagnosed until I was 50, misdiagnosed my whole life. And I eat whatever I want. Right. It's the stress worrying about what you eat. You know, not to bring Atkins up. It's kind of funny because we laugh on the show, too. But, and you know, you everybody's, on the, everybody's on the Atkins diet. Yeah. And what does he do? He drops yep. dead. You know, it, it's the stress worrying about things. Stop worrying about it. I mean, I understand out. if you have a high cholesterol, you have this, you have that. I understand there's certain, you know, things in moderation. But it doesn't mean you have to become stressed. a vegetarian or, and I'm not yep. giving, I don't, I don't want to get sued. I'm not going to give, I'm not giving medical advice. This is my <laughs> own, this is my own hypothesis of things. Stress is a killer. Worrying about what you're eating, you know, and uh, I've, I'm fortunate I have great cholesterol, but I have a high homocysteine level, which is a bigger indicator of having a heart attack or stroke. So, right. and that's under control, thank God. But I, I eat butter. I drink whole milk. Um, I drink chocolate milk every day. And I eat eggs, and there was years, oh, eggs are bad. I Then they said, no, you need an egg a day. Everybody needs an egg a day. What the hell? Today was a big thing on the news here in New York. I don't know if it was all over. Um, you know, and I'm not trying to be uh, Katie Curry. <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> a little Barbara Walters going on up in here. Um, but they had a thing on aspirin today. You know how you're, I've had a brother who has had stents put in and a heart attack and whatever a few years back, and... Um, He's taking that, you know, that baby aspirin every day. Now they're saying it's not good for you. But, right. you know, I mean, next week that, that will be good again. Yeah. You know, so you <laughs> don't know what the hell to believe. It's like I said, part. don't worry about it. Just do it. Just live it and enjoy. Right. And, you know, don't worry. Well, be happy. You know? <laughs> I've actually always had a sneaking suspicion. Not that I think, you know, I mean, it just because my dad, my dad was, you know, he looked great. There was just a slow decline, and it was very rapid, I think, from, like, March, late March to, like, June when I saw him, right. I was like, God, you're really, like, skinny. Are you eating? And he's like, yeah, you know, he's very, like, self-conscious about it. And I think that Sunday night after I had last seen him, the 29th, um, he went out for a big steak dinner. You know, he was enjoying life. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, 
So it just kind of boggles my mind because, if anything, I think he wouldn't go to the doctor because he didn't want to find out he had cancer because he smoked. Well, that's what I'm saying. If he he lost weight like that, I'm feeling – I lost um, my brother-in-law, my brother, and my grandfather all the pancreatic cancer. I feel that uh, this is just intuitive. I, I could be wrong because I'm not hundred. I'm not God. I'll, I'll know when I get there. You no, know what I'm no, saying? No, that's but true. intuitively, if he's that sudden weight loss, I was mm-hmm. feeling apnea with a guy. I don't know. That's why I was saying it was he a big man. He did have a, a dehumidifier that he would put in his room and stuff. So I mean, that means uh, to me that tells me he was trying. You know, having some trouble. He was having trouble breathing. breathing. Okay. Right. Okay. That's where I'm getting the sleep apnea from. Um, that, but if that rapid loss of weight, uh, and, and in that short amount of time, I'm feeling mm-hmm. pancreatic cancer with him. I, I really find, am. I didn't find any trace of cancer. I mean, I'm surprised because they took so long, and, you know, I went on for two did months. Did they get an you know. autopsy? Yes, but that's all they came, you know, they just said uh, arthrosclerosis. I don't know why I'm know, feeling this with the pancreas. Uh, did he have pains in the stomach or something, pancreatitis, or at one point? Or did somebody he, have pancreatitis? I know somebody he would, never, he would never talk if he did. You know what I mean? He's, mm-hmm. everything's fine, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I do think that there was something. I, I don't know, because I was, I was in New Hampshire, so I actually got the call by the time I was, came back to Rhode Island. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the Emmy had taken him, and I actually, that was the last time I saw him because everything was closed. And so it's sort of like a disappearing right. act. And then, and then the events that followed it, I mean, I'm doing pretty pretty well, I think, given the situation. And, you know, I know it can go in all kinds of ways, but, you know, once I mm-hmm. lost the job, I was like, wait a minute. Was this all orchestrated? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I inherited his property. He was a landlord, so now I have new responsibilities. I've actually moved into right, one of them. Right, right. Renovating him. So you're more more disturbed right now about the loss of the job. What happened with that? What no, really I'm disturbed happened? with all of it. It was just like so much grief, like in a short period of time. Like you know, I was in a I've been in a relationship for two years. So when this happened, I mean, my life changed. I inherited. You know, right. I have to come here. Yeah. These are my responsibilities, and there was some mm-hmm. issues with that. So you know, you grieve a, a person's death is one thing. Oh, exactly. You know, you I mean, it's have not the grief of a job. You grieve job. Yes, you lose, yes. And you grieve relationships. So I'm like grief and grief. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But no, I still, you know, Oh, I know. I yeah. Feel like I've done a lot of no, I understand. But l- let me right let path. me tell you something, sweetie. Let me tell you something. What's your first name again? I'm sorry. Terry. Oh, I forgot to ask you before, did I? Terry. Okay, Terry. When one door closes, another one opens. Life is about learning. So look at put at that that door. Close that door. Throw away the key to that door and and go to the next one. It's kind of like let's right. make a deal. Okay, door number one, yep. door number two. Get rid of now that door. Now I'm like, what door, door number okay. two? I'm not even sure what I'll do now. Uh, hell, hell. <laughs> I'm still looking for my door number Girlfriend, let me tell you. I used, <laughs> to, be a flight att- door I used three. to be a flight attendant. I was a paralegal, and mm-hmm. now I have this property. So I'm saying maybe real estate. You know, I don't know. I just know that after what happened with the law firm, mm-hmm. I'm not pretty sure I want to work just, for a lawyer. Just go with the flow. What you got to do is take a – just kind of like meditate. I'm not like a real big one into yeah. meditation, but I don't think it's bad. Take a few breaths. Okay, give yourself yeah. some time. Okay, to grieve. Um, sometimes we don't fully grieve that first year. Right. We we think exactly. we're okay. We're not okay. You're you, you've had too much bombarded the job, the real estate, and right. the depth, the loss of the relationship, or whatever problems with it. Um, give yourself meditate. Just sit there and chill. You know, every day find mm-hmm. find five minutes to just chill out. And and, and yeah. put it out there. I'm I'm not a I'm not really into like well they talk about the law of attraction, but I, in a way I do believe it. You know I'm not into the book. I agree. Secret. I'm not. I'm, I'm one I of those like medium. Less than productive. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Because this is your time to just chill. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you needed to chill, and okay. and so just go go with the flow because it's all about the lesson. So that door is locked behind you now. So move on to the next one. Open it. 
embrace it, you know, embrace the light through it, and um, and 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 see what 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 next in store for you. That's all. Don't worry Absolutely. about it. It's going to happen. You know, so just Good. just I, I, that's what I'm I'm feeling with you. Just chill and and uh, let it happen. Let Thank it you very much. Okay. You're welcome, you. and we're every it. Tuesday night live. You can always call in again, and uh, all my shows are archived, so you can go back and listen to them, okay? Awesome. Well, I look forward to it. Thank you okay. very much. Okay, honey, have a great night now. Okay, you I'm going to put Bye-bye. you back on hold. Bye. Okay. All righty then. I have, um, whoops, I'm trying to get her back on hold here. As usual, my board doesn't always cooperate here. Um, okay, we have a call dropped here. We have some guests here. I have a um the fellow that was supposed to be on the show tonight, uh Brian Delander. Delander, I'm, I may be saying it wrong, potato potato. Not making fun of your name, Brian. I just don't know how to say it. Um, he did a song called The Mother's Love. It's it's he just all of a sudden came into the grieving groups, never lost a child, but a friend did, and then he just lost his dad this week. But prior to this, this song is becoming, he got like 30-some thousand people within a couple weeks, I think, listening to the song because it touched so many. I'm going to take a little break uh, in between. You can stay on and listen, and then we'll take some more callers. And I'm going to play uh, Brian's song called Mother's Love. Here we go. Never prepared to deal with something so 
Again, that was A Mother's Love by Brian DeLander. He'll be on my show next Tuesday night with his story. Um, okay, I, um, I, we have callers here just listening in. Uh, we still have some people in the chat room. If um, somebody wants to talk to me, I try to go between both and run the thing. Um, uh, someone just wrote, Rita just wrote, that is a beautiful song. Yes, it is. And and. We want to thank Brian for that song because it's 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 hitting the charts and it's hitting big real quick, and he will, you know, be my guest next week and tell us why. Okay. Um. Anyhow, you know, like I said, tonight the show is about when bad things happen. Um. If you want to find this this rabbi's book, uh, it's Harold S. Kushner. It's when bad things happen to good people. It's on Amazon. He's got the audio version, the paperback. I played some of the audio version. He's got the hardcover, the Kindle. So, you know, um, just Google it, you know, when bad things happen to good people. I think it will help a lot of people through grief. I I know even before I went through losing my children, um, I read this book years ago, and I can't remember it all, but I remember it really touched me and there's everything happens for a reason, so there's a reason I'm doing the show on this tonight because we all go through it, you know, at some point. And like I said, we don't all lose children, but we always we always we we will all lose someone at some point, okay? So, uh read it, you know, and uh, hopefully you'll get something from it. And um if anybody else wants to talk to me, that's um even though you're you're holding on um now listening, you can always hit the one cue if you wanna contribute to the show and um um, you know, uh, any questions? Um, I'm going to bring, um, let's say we, we have someone here. Um, the last four numbers is 9602. Uh, I, I'm going to need your first name and where you're from, okay? Hello, Hi, my name is 9602. Okay. Hi, my name is Jackie. I'm from New Jersey. Hi, Jackie from New Jersey. Close to me. I'm in, in New York. How are you? Yeah. I'm okay. Oh, Jackie. You know, are you Jackie? Are are you Jackie that I talked to the other night, Jackie? No, we talked some months ago, I believe. 
But she did oh, tell okay. Me no, someone contacted me. She's son. actually an actress from Jersey that contacted me the other night. I thought maybe you were for no. her. Okay. No, um, how can we help you, Jack? You know, bad things do happen to good people. And, you know, sometimes you have to wonder if it was from another life or if it mm-hmm. was just from people just taking advantage of you. Or oh, if people do that every day. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, Jackie, I, you know what? I'm I'm not really a big one on the reincarnation. I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen. I don't know if it does mm-hmm. or not. I guess mm-hmm. I'll know when I get there. But what's your feeling mm-hmm. on that? Because we don't bring that up much on the show. Um, do you believe in reincarnation, or what do you believe? In? I, my, my, I'm beginning to shift only because, you know, I've experienced um, close death, and they were always right. spaced out, but I know each time that it actually happened, it's like I either got a sign in advance, but I didn't know how to to understand it. And, right. You know, sometimes I go through experiences where I feel like I've been here before. You know, this yeah, is I think not it's kind of like time. we used to call it deja vu. You know, it's right? Like, I think right. I've done this before, and you, and right. I, you know, going back to when I was younger and not really no understanding that I wasn't intuitive. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to say medium. I like the word intuitive better. Um, I used to get the deja vus, and, and I often wondered if it was the the prediction of seeing something in my future or was it something from my past. Like, I've been here, done this. I don't know. Right. I don't, I don't quite understand. I mean, also, the universe is very mysterious. You know, I, I don't right, understand exactly. it, you know. Mm-hmm. And also even still being able to, to just even be intuitive or even figure or feel someone else's energy or just just mm-hmm. have a strong sense of, okay, I know it's about to happen, like how do I manage it when it comes when it comes down the pike? So I'm well, I think you know, a lot of, we're all we you know you know the, the the old not the old saying everybody believes we're all energy you know that's proven pretty much, and we're mm-hmm. tied in and I believe God is the tree we are just branches off that you know, you know there's mm-hmm. the, the new age what they call I'm not really into it maybe a little bit but not not really, where it's mm-hmm. like we are all one we are all spirit we are our own gods I, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm really into that part I think we're mm-hmm. all little pieces of him obviously it's just like our own children are pieces of us. But um, I believe he's he's the rule. He's he's a man, okay? He's a man with a plan, and we are just here, part of that to learn. Um, what do you feel on that subject? What do you feel on any of this? What we're talking about tonight? You've heard my show before. We obviously talked before. Um, what do you feel about? Well, I, I, Tell us I've what you just feel. been trying to. I've been walking through a, a journey of self-examination, and have just been uh-huh. trying to um, wonder if. If if it is any fault of our own, and and without you know I don't want to be I don't want to be guilty of self condemnation, but is mm-hmm. it any fault of our own that um, makes it possible for for bad things to happen, whether it's just like well, from a previous life? I think we can look at that both ways. You know, um, God gives us mm-hmm. free will. Okay, he sends us here. We come from there. You know, we don't have memories from there. I'm, a lot of, you know, they're saying there's a lot of these uh, um, crystal children born now. I forget the other names they put put on them, labels indigo, or whatever. Indigo. In, indigo. Indigo. Indigo children. Indigo, yeah, I can't say it, you know. It's potato right. potato to me because I'm <laughs> – that's how I, that's mm-hmm. how I do You're it. You're from New York. But anyway, it's okay. It's 
not even in New York. I have a mess, and I stumble on my words. I screw them up sometimes because my brain doesn't work right sometimes with, with the words. But anyhow, we know what we're talking about. And whether they are crystal children or indigo or whatever you want to call them, um, they most little children I know remember as a little child, even with my own children. We had imaginary friends that did a show about that. Um, these imaginary friends are either spirit, spirit guides, or whatever. They are so close to because they just came into the world, so the energy is still close to the other side. And then you come into this world, and then you learn the lessons of the land. You know, it's this way. It's kind of like my my late father-in-law. God bless him. He was a pain in the butt, <laughs> but he used to. It was this is how life goes. He would always say, "Oh, really? Well, sorry." Sometimes you got to take the highway, the sideway. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't always go as planned. You know, but we do learn things. We come here innocently, born a babe, and we learn prejudice. We learned, uh, we learned our lessons. We were learned our reading, writing, arithmetic. Uh, we learned all these things. This is learned behavior once here. But when they're so close and young, um, where they don't have any kind of prejudice to get anything in life or understanding, and they playing with an imaginary friend. They're the energy, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they don't have to be intuitive, a child, but a lot of kids do have these imaginary friends, and they're not so imaginary, you know? I talked on the shows, my kids, two of my kids' names of the imaginary friends were like weird. I mean, Aunt Gretchen and Zeke. Where the hell are you getting these names from, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> then my youngest one who passed uh, four years ago, almost four years ago, he had Jim and Frank, and, and my other kid had Anne Marie. And I'm like, okay, well, they're kind of normal names, but Aunt Gretchen and, and Zeke were a little out there for little kids, you know. So I don't believe they're made up, you know, because I would watch them, and I think back to the behavior, and I'm like, they're saying something. You know what I'm saying? And it, they don't have to be intuitive. Like I said, you don't have to be the crystal child or whatever, I believe, to hear and see things like this, you know. Um, but they – and. You know, we talk about um, – we've done the deathbed visions on the show, the AD, you know, the um, ADE, with, I think they call it, um, you know, right before death. I've seen it with – right before my own family's death, my children even, um, where they would get glimpses of the other side or, or people would come. My daughter came to my son a month, three times before he died. Um, my best friend just died two days before Christmas, and one of the things that happened to her – she predicted it. She was, you know, going in and out of the coma, and she looked up at her family, and she says, I'm going to be dead in two days anyhow, and she was dead in two days. She also said at one point, I want to go back to the beach. Let me go. I want to go back. The beach is beautiful there. And a friend of mine recently, we it was weird how we re-hooked up or hooked up, and she had a vision, and then I said to her, I said, well, if it's really her, I said, I need a message. And she goes, she mentioned the beach, so I knew. Okay, so when they're little and they're closer to that side, they seem to get visions. And if you're not really intuitive and as you're older and you pass, you start getting visions again because you're going back there. You know, I don't know about the reincarnation. I really don't know. I've heard it from other people. You know, they say it's imagination. It's this, it's that. I, I remember, um, I think it was the guy that was on Dukes of Hazzard, John something. I can't remember his name now. And um his little brother died before he was born. And his pictures, you know, he would see pictures of his brother and he looked just like him, you know, born a few years later. 
But he started telling his mother one day, and I watched this on one of the paranormal shows or whatever it was on Bio Channel, and he was he was explaining about the day he died. But didn't even know. He goes, well, I fell out. There was a box of raisins. I went out the window, and I was dead. You know, so that sounds like a reincarnation to me. Do we all reincarnate? I don't know. I don't have the answer. Um, do you feel that you have, or or just you just don't I've, get I've what, why these stage moves are happening? I'm sorry. I've been told that I've had past lives. Mm-hmm. I've been told that before, and some of the things that have been um, mentioned to me, I have actually visualized them at different times before. So, you know, really, every okay. Day that, every day that we breathe, you know, you learn something new, or at least you got to analyze it and determine for yourself mm-hmm. whether you believe it or not. If it's just a mere coincidence. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I don't believe I call it. it, it I, if you hear my show, there's no coincidence. It's God incidents. Everything's from God. I know. It's way. just like sitting on the show, yep. listening to an archive. Sometimes you hear a message for someone else, and and you're you're sitting alone. You're like, wow, that sounds just like it's my message. You know. Well, that's true because um, I a lot of because you know if you've heard my show before, I do readings for people. And they're like, no, 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 no. I said, write it down, and then the next caller goes, I can claim that. You know, because when spirit right. comes through, that energy comes through, they're seeing mm-hmm. everything we're doing. And they're, mm-hmm. I mean, like tonight I did a few mini readings because it just came to me and I was right on, you know, with names mm-hmm. and, you know, associations and what have you. And I, I'm, I'm kind of, my energy is kind of low because of my recent friend's passing, you know, and uh, the holidays. Yeah, and I'm a lot, sorry you know, to hear that. A lot of stuff. Yeah, it was a tough one because the two people that passed 12 days apart right before Christmas, like I said, were, um, Significant people in my life, my best friend and some both people that with my other losses that I would turn to. And this was this floored me. I mean, I'm like, even intuitive not, I'm like, these are the two people, one on the bar that I used to go to just to get away. And I grew up mm-hmm. with and his mm-hmm. aunt was my sister's godmother. You know what I'm saying? So it was like family in a way. And the other one has been my best friend for close to a quarter century. And these are two significant people that when I was going through my grieving process of everybody, I would go to. And I'm like, oh, hell, here, here it's Christmas. I'm grieving two people, more so my girl, my best girlfriend, you know. And um, I was grieving the other one, too. I felt terrible. And, uh, and I'm like, who do I go to now? Because people call my show and they come to me. I need right. a place to go. I'm human, too. And these are two significant. I'm like, okay, Peg, what's the lesson here? These are two people that died within 12 days of each other. He died the 11th of December. She died the 23rd. Okay, he had cancer. She needed a transplant. And both had been sick, and, and I didn't expect it. You know, I, I did, but I didn't, you know, and I was floored. And I'm like, oh, she'd be the one I'd be picking up the phone to and calling right now. And I'm like, I can't pick that phone up and call her. We talk 10 times yeah. a day, you know. Or I'd be yeah. used to escape and go to the bar. Where, you know, whether I drank or not, I would just go there. It was my hometown, and everybody would be around you because you grew up with these people. And uh, this was significant. And a lot of people, I think, look at me like, well, why does this bother you so much? And I said, because you don't realize what these people meant to me with everything else I went through. This has been hard, and I'm still – I'm in a funk right now. I'm not going to lie. I'm in a funk. I'm, I know they're fine. I've had messages, you know, being intuitive. I know they're fine. You know, um, just like the rest of my family and, and friends. But like I said, I'm human too, and I'm hurt. I'm hurting. I'm grieving right now. I'm grieving. I was even. Grief is hard. You know, about an hour before the show, I was going to. Yep. 
Huh? You don't get over it overnight. Some people do. I don't know how they do that. Well, you know, yeah. they're full of crap. <laughs> they're full of crap. You know, or hard-hearted because nobody. I don't. I. I don't think nobody not grieves. They can BS people and say, "Oh, whatever, I'm done." Nah, uh-uh. they do it in their own way. They do it. Some people are more introverts and 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 keep it all in. You know what I mean? So you know they're human. So unless they're inhuman, you know, or or, or Doctor Frankenstein here or something. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it just doesn't work that way. We all feel that we're human. We all have human feelings, and that's it. You know, they're BSing you. But you, now you feel that you are intuitive, right? Yeah, before you know, I do. I've mm-hmm. um, people have always told me that you know things that I say to them. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it, it was it would either strike a nerve or you know they're mm-hmm. always telling me say you know you're gifted or whatever. But I I never knew or understood how to use the gift for myself, with the exception of certain times I'll get signs or I will see things like, in a uh, dream. Breathe like like I told this other lady. I said just breathe. Because I didn't either. Because I I I've been getting signs since I was a kid, and I thought I, I I thought everybody felt it. And then I said, then I went to the other store and said, no, I'm I'm crazy as a bed bug, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I finally started to breathe, breathe, and I said, you know what, something to this, you know, there's something. Why do I know things? Why do I know things? Why could when I used to go sit in the bar, they used to I talked about it in the show before. It's like don't put baby in the corner. Why does Peggy be sitting in the corner? Because when I'm around crowds, I've got all the energies coming to me. It would drive me nuts. I I want to go out and have a glass of wine and listen to music and hang out. And I've got all these energies, like, you know, Ghost Whisperer. You know, and it's not, I'm not schizo or or whatever, and I still question whether schizophrenia is maybe a part of intuitiveness. You know, hearing voice. I don't hear voices that way. I just, I feel spirit-to-spirit voice, you know, connection. It flows through me. I'm not saying like I'm Whoopi Goldberg, you know, ghost, you know. Um, right, right. It's hard, it's hard to explain it. It's just like, you know, I get diarrhea of the mouth and I talk a lot anyhow. I'm like, you know, Evelyn Speed writer talker, you know. <laughs> I, I, but because my energies, because the energies are so high around me all the time, you know. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever listened to James Van Prague. He starts speeding up. I, I do that a lot too because the energy is so high. People look at me like, you got MS, and you're you know you're 61. It's like, how come you're so energetic? Well, I'm not. I'm. I could sleep right now, to be honest with you. But I do have a higher frequency. You know, I'm I'm more in tune. I guess that's what it is. You know, I'm like a radio connection to them. You know, and mm-hmm. I feel them flowing through me. You know, so the words come out of my mouth, but I'm hearing it. I'm not hearing it like a voice. I'm hearing it in my soul. You know, spirit to spirit. And that's the only way I can explain it, because it's, it's very hard to put into words how I do this, you know. I sit here and I question myself every day, like, what the hell are you doing? You know, and every other medium I've talked to, they say the same thing. It's like, I, I say things and I say, what the hell, Where, you know, where's this coming from, you know? We're human, you know, we get that aspect too, you know, and it's it's weird. It's weird. I, could, yeah, I, I, can used, to, I used to catch myself and go, I can't believe I just said that, but I did. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you something. It happened years ago. A good friend of mine, I didn't know her parents. They had died before I hung out with her, right? She had gone through a tragic thing. Her husband actually shot her four times, and she lived, and he died. Uh, burnt the house. It was a very tragic thing back in 99. Okay, I won't mention names, but 
I go out with her. And we were, the drugstore was next to a local pub, and we went in there and sat and waited for I think an antibiotic or whatever we were waiting for, right? And we went in there, and her father I didn't know he was a corporate guy in Manhattan. He used to stop in this pub on the way home, right? Bar, pub, watering hole, whatever you want to call it. And he used to drink Schaefer. Now, Schaefer hasn't been around a long time, but that night there was a can of Schaefer sitting on that bar. Not, don't know where it came from. And I looked at her, and I didn't know any of this, and I said to her, uh, knock it off, monkey puss. She almost fell off her stool. She goes, what did you just call me? I thought she was going to smack me. I said, I didn't know where the, that word monkey puss came from. Mm-hmm. She goes, that's, that's her, her dad nickname. Her father, her dad called her monkey puss her whole life. Mm-hmm. She could, would make this face, and he would call her monkey puss. I had no idea. That's when I knew even though I had things going on my whole life, it was kind of like one of the first sparks, like the igniter. I'm like, I don't know where the hell this came from. I don't know why I called you monkey buzz. I never called anybody monkey buzz in my life. I'm like, what? And she, she, I, the expression on her face was priceless. I'm like, holy crap. And then she looks at me. She goes, that's not bad enough. Why is the can of Schaefer beer sitting here? They had beer on tap. They didn't have Schaefer beer. Why the hell was that can of Schaefer beer? We both saw it. Nobody had an answer for it. You know, it's kind of like you know we talk about penny. You know, pennies from heaven. People find pennies. They find feathers. The obvious things. Butterflies. You know, like in my book, rainbows, butterflies, and one last hug. You know, obvious things. You know, but a can of Schaefer. <laughs> That's been kind of outdated. No, I don't. Do you know anybody drinks Schaefer in this day and age? I don't. You know. I know back in the day, but so then you had a combination of two things. You had the can and me calling her a name that I would, I don't know where it came from, but it was a nickname. I had no idea, no idea whatsoever. So that was one of the things with me, and then a few other things happened, and, and I kind of finally said, you know, there's something to this, so then I started using it, you know. And then I started well, telling some friends when the show came out, and they said, do you realize when we went to grammar school, you used to come out with stuff all the time? We knew there was something with you. And mm-hmm. I was just I was just a nut. I was I was the class clown. You don't know how many times, and I'm going to tell you something a little about me, fellow, you know, fellow, fellow listeners on the show, you know, the clown over here. I would get thrown out of my home ec class almost every day because I was – I just like to make people laugh, and I thought I was funny, and I was, but the teachers didn't like it. <laughs> I'd come in, I'd always come in late, just to be a pain in the ass, you know? And I'd throw my pocketbook down and my books, and I'm like, I'm here! And then the next thing you know, the teacher's put in the door, and guess what? And now you're in the principal's office. <laughs> you know, we're trying to teach a class here. It's not, you know, it's not uh, a Ted Mac amateur hour here. I'm making, everybody's laughing, I, I, I'm doing stupid things. The, the teacher's turning her back, and I'm making faces, and everybody's cracking. And she knew it was me. I spent more time. I don't know how I ever learned to cook. So, and I took every home ec class just for the extra credits. I spent more time at the principal's office because of what I did, you know. But um, how I got on that tangent, I don't know. But um, anyhow, that's you know who I am. But I, I, I think the point I'm trying to make. I used to clown around. Like, what do they call that? Tears of a clown. Uh, you know the song mm-hmm. by Smokey Robinson. Yeah. It was Tears of the Clown because I had so much hurt in my life, and, and I turned to the clown because it it made me feel better. And when I saw other people laugh, it made me feel better, you know? And and that's what I did, but it was Tears of the Clown behind that. And mm-hmm. I was hiding from 
the intuitiveness. I was hiding from a lot of pain in my childhood. I mean, I had a normal but abnormal childhood, you know. And mm-hmm. it was rough at times, you know. I mean, it was rough. Like most of us have, you know. Nothing's easy. But, um, you know, we, we do things sometimes and act out and we don't know why. And as we get older, then we say, you know, you got to go with the flow. you got to chill. you got to meditate. you got to relax. And, and then, okay, why did I... Why did I know this, or why did this happen? And and I finally said, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I came out, and they think I'm nuts anyhow. Let me just go with it. You know, I don't care. They still think I'm nuts, some people. You know, I'm like, whatever, go with yourselves, you know, because it don't matter to me. I know who I am. You know, I know who I am. And if you believe, Jackie, you got, Jackie, right, that you got this yeah. gift, and you, you do, do you want to do anything with this gift, or did you ever feel a need to do anything with it? or You know... Again, I hear it from that I have it for other people, and you know sometimes I see people' responses when I say something to them, or mm-hmm. you know um, if I tell them something or I warn them. Uh, but I never, I don't think I have. I don't know if it's the confidence yet to mm-hmm. just name it and claim it. But I know throughout my life, there's certain mm-hmm. things that I was right on, and right. I just knew, I just knew, but I don't know enough to 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 say, well, this is it, and you know, I I could call myself such and such. I don't I don't think I'm at that place yet. Matter of fact, I'm learning. I call. Now, what what I do you what do you do? You, I mean, do you work professionally, or are you retired, or what else do you yeah. do? Yeah. Are you a stay at home yeah. mom? I'm, or? I'm a teacher, actually. Oh, school teacher. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And. I mean, there's just certain things that I just know. And here I give you the story about me being a goof in school. You probably said I'd kick your ass, girl. <laughs> no, but I was seeing myself, too, in, in, in that defiant mode. I understand the defiance, believe me. Yeah. We all have yeah, a level yep. of defiance, especially with schools. It's, yep. it's just there. I think it goes with the program. Well, well you know what? <laughs> the funny story was that uh, my husband, um, we started dating when he came home from Vietnam. Okay, and Germany and what have you. And where did he go to work? For the school system. So now I marry him uh, 14 months later, and I have to go to all the social functions now with the teachers that I gave a hard time to because my husband's working there with them. <laughs> it was like, talk about karma biting you in the butt. <laughs> I was embarrassed. I'm like, oh my God, I was such a pain. It wasn't that I was a bad kid, I was just a goof, you know? But I'm like, now I gotta act because this is this is where my husband works and he ended up thirty some years at the school you know, in school before he passed. And I'm like, Oh my god and I gotta face these teachers now on not as a teacher anymore, but on a social level. I was like I was mortified. I'm like, Oh I would or like normal people. you know normal people who've gone through extraordinary Exactly, exactly. But you know what a lot of the teachers were older. Yeah. Exactly. No, I know so, that. But I felt like an athlete. We all have our own baggage, you know? Well, it's funny because we used to make fun of this one English teacher. She used to go when she did the Ancient Marin, she'd go on her chair and she'd get crazy. She was nuts. But she was a sweetheart, Southern lady, okay? She was from, um, I think, grew up in Georgia, Alabama, someplace. But anyhow, she had her little accent and she was, she was actually cute. And I actually, even though I gave, she, I gave a really hard time to. Do you know when I had, I think it was my third child, she went out and bought all these beautiful outfits for my son. And, and I was like, she was the last person that I think would ever talk to me. 
let alone mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel like, you know what, she's she's a good egg, you know. And I think she saw this, you know, beyond the veil with me where I was a good kid. I was I was just a goof, you know, that I, I wasn't intentionally meaning to hurt anybody. I, I more or less made an ass of myself, you know, but everybody got a kick out of it, and I laughed with them, you know. And uh, but then I saw I said you know what and just what you said Jackie people are people. She had her mm-hmm. issues. I had my issues. I was a kid. Now I'm grown. Now I'm a mother. At that point, of three of the four I eventually had, and and she bought me all this beautiful stuff. Well, I got my husband came home with all these presents. He goes, oh, this is from Mrs. Jones, and I'm like, wow. And that was her name, Mrs. Jones. And I said, that is so nice of her. And I said, I almost felt like I could. Br- uh, uh, it was a sigh of relief that. She don't hate me after all I put her through in school, you know. So it's kind of cool. It just goes to show you, people are people, and we go through crap and and what have you. And um, now, are you picking anything up tonight? Did you pick anything up on anybody on the show tonight, or you feel like you got any messages or what? I, I no, I really was trying to understand really why we go through. Bad things. I was really trying to um, we're here to stay that's within. All. That's why it's, it's you know it's stay simple. within that that that, that <laughs> Yeah. And well, that's what it know. is. We that's it's all part of the plan. We come here just to teach you. Understand? It's school. We're in school. I, when, you, school. when you talked about your trials, you know, and losing your friend yep. and all of that, I was sitting down. I was saying, "Wow, she's handling it great." Because my my loss um, is going on four years. Mm-hmm. And what I saw and what I what I went through was that I saw I saw the best come out of strangers and the worst come out of family and friends. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. And yep. I have two that have been loyal and they they don't really know each other at all. They just know me mm-hmm. and they've right. been my loyal anchor. My mother had two friends that um she had that I could say they were her loyal friends. But mm-hmm. what I what I've learned was that pretty much her same walk <clears throat> is the same walk that um I've had. Yep. In terms yep. of um yep. I, I learned that yeah we have all similar you know, walks. I mean you've never lost children, right? I mean I've lost two no. children. Uh, lost children, only, husband, parents. I've no. said all this before, but brother, sister, nephews, and every loss the is strength, different. The strength you know? that you the strength that you're showing is is is, is uh-huh. commendable. Well, thank it's you for that. Thank you. I've been ridiculed actually this week. I was ridiculed by someone I thought was my friend about it who talked behind my back, you know. But then I realized that's not my problem. That's their problem. That's it's something within them. So I have to give it to God, let it go, and forgive. Okay. And I did post right. something about I, that. Today. I have an experience it, it, like that as well. The mm-hmm. betrayal. The betrayal behind your pain. Oh yeah, this was a major. Bad. I was. I wasn't shocked mm-hmm. because I was warned for. A while about this person, and but I have to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And this is kind of like the second time they've done something similar. The first time I was kind of feeling it. This time it was brought to me, and they only know what was brought to me. And I'm like, and I'm talking from the pits of hell. What this person did, it was brutal, brutally attacked behind my back. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that talk, talk about getting a knife in your back. Well, that's basically what happened to me this week. And and what and what I'm asking. You know, it's funny because I talked to someone else about it today. We talk about when bad things happen to good people. 
I mm-hmm. seem to get brutally attacked when I'm at my lowest, and I think that's just that negative energy right. in life. Exactly. It happened when exactly. both my children died the same week. Mm-hmm. I got attacked by family when my son died. Uh, within that, within two days of his funeral, I can't go into it. It's you know personal business, but I and I won't go into it. My daughter, I got attacked uh, a couple of days after her funeral, and now I probably have been next to. I mean, I've had lots of losses, like I said, nephews and kids and all the others. But next to my two kids, I have to honestly say, my friend that I lost two days before Christmas, it's knocked. It's knocked. I was going to say the bad word. It knocked the hell out of me. It still has knocked the hell out of me. And I have been at my lowest of energy, and it's been hard, really, really, really hard, okay? And like I said, nothing compares to children's death, but this is very close to to it in a way, you know? She she was a lot younger than me. She was like another daughter to me, okay? She actually even resembled my late daughter, you know? We used to, well, my daughter used to get mad at her. She goes, I'm your daughter, not her, you know, type of deal. And I kind of took her under my wing, but we were friends for years and whatever. But it's like, it's real. It's knocked the hell out of me. It's knocked the wind out of me. And here I, just something happened. Like I said, I won't go into detail. we got about eight minutes left of the show, so, and I'm not going to go into detail about it. But I wasn't, like, um, astonished from to hear what this person did. And then flip the script and turn around like I'm being the bad person here when I didn't do anything, okay? And I really didn't. And I'm saying, oh, my God, this person's really, really mentally ill. It's not really. Was it somebody, it's really was it somebody you went out the way to help? Mm-hmm. 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 Majorly. Yep. Yep. Okay. And, but yet still having the gut, something wasn't quite right the whole time for as long as right. I've known them. exactly. And I was exactly. already – and I had been warned from – their own family about them, that there was something wrong, and I wouldn't accept it. And this has happened to me a couple other times in life, um, warned from family about people that were close to me, and I listened to their side, and their side got me hurt, okay? And one time physically hurt, okay? Physically. Physically. And it was a relationship I was in. I didn't listen, and I was brutally hurt, okay? Well, I'm getting to the place where I'm learning that it's their loss. It's their loss. If you know you can't get a good place, You know what? I know that. Like I said... That's what I said. I know that, but they're now attacking me because I blocked them. Facebook, I did this, I did, and they're probably even listening to the show tonight because that's what she does, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't care, you know, because you know what? I ain't doing nothing. Karma will get you. You can't keep doing this to people. And this is not. I'm not the only person. They're they, they're constantly doing things to people. There's something wrong with them. And go get the help you need, please, because that's all I got to say to them. They go get the help you need. You know what? Now, meanwhile, she's flipping the script. She, he, whatever, flipping the script and 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 telling people that I'm something's wrong with me, and I haven't done anything. I've got. I can't even. I, I wish I could. I wish I could tell it all. I really do because I would love to get it out, but I won't. I, because you know what? I'm a grown woman, and I, I'm I'm not into teenage. And this is this is like teenage bullshit in plain English. <laughs> and I use the word on the air: teenage teenage crap, teenage stuff. Teeny boppers do this, you know. I'm 61 years old. I don't have time for this game, you know. Grow up. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say, grow up, you know, and find your place in life and do the right thing. You know, stop hurting people, you know, because you're not going to hurt me because bigger and better try to take me down, you know. It's it's pathetic. Here I'm out trying to help people even through what I go through, and, and I get kicked in the butt for it. But, hey, another learning experience, the type of people not to be around, you know. If you feel something's wrong, go with your gut is my, my word, you know. So, 
that's the way it is. So is there anything else you'd like to ask, Jackie? Or we're down to about five minutes of the show. And, you know, are, was your basic question like about, you know, why do bad things happen? Uh, I, you know, I, I'm just trying to understand your... motivation, why people go out mm-hmm. their way to try to, you know, cause her pain people. or hurt mm-hmm. people or because you know, we live in undermine world. them. Well, you know, if we go by anything in the Bible, it's it spoke it they it talks about it. You know, the whole reason we're born is we're born into this mess, you know, this world of sin. And it, there's a lot of sin here. There's a lot of evil, you know, and it's not yes, God is the boss, but there's something I I don't know. I don't know if there's the Bible says there's a devil. You know, the devil made him do it, you know. I don't know. I just know that every time I'm at my lowest, something else seems to come in to try to knock the tail. And you know what? If it didn't do it when I lost my kids, I ain't going to do it now. Yeah, I'm upset. I, I'm just tired of it. You know, I'm just like, I'm pressing under the rug. Like, who cares? Go on. Just leave me alone. You know? Talk your mouth off. Run your mouth off. Enough people know me that know the truth. Enough people know you and there's something wrong with you. So I've listened to a lot of people say there's something wrong with this person. I just kind of like, like you said, I took them under my wing. And I'm like, you know? Case sera, sera, whatever it will be, you know. That's the way I look at it. So, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm just, uh, i got to go on with my life. So, you know, I don't need the negative energy around me. So so that's it. I think that's a lesson for all of us. If you feel something really negative that you can help people, you you can, what is it to saying? You can lead a horse to water, you can't make them drink it, you know. Well, that's the way I feel about this. I tried. I tried. So I, I you know, I give up. I give up. So I move on. I, I, I will continue. You're not going to knock me down from doing my show. You're not going to knock me down from helping other people. You can talk about me all you want. Like I said, enough people know me. You know, There's going to be other people maybe agree with her because they're, you know everybody has their little groupies, you know. But I think we all need to, what does I say, look in our closets and, and watch our own, watch, watch the skeletons that fall out of yours, you know. And I think that's the bottom line. It's all a lesson. Life's a little lesson, you know. So, and I think as an adult, you know, and you're a teacher, you you understand that it's all lesson, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I feel. So just go with it, you know. If you you've got this gift, um, you know, maybe take a class in it. I mean, I don't begrudge people for taking class. I just not laugh at people sometimes. It's like I want to become a medium. Well, and like I said before, and I had this woman laughing on chat. Well, I want to be a professional painter or a photographer. You've got the gift or you don't have it, okay? You may want to go do this, the, take a course, because you do have it. And that's what I've said to people, you know. Um, I've had people say, well, I just wanted to do I had a woman on the show who's a radio show host, wonderful woman. And she goes, I took it to disprove that, you know, these things happen. And then she found herself getting visions and stuff after it. Well, I said, because, you know, why? Because you had the gift. You knew something was not there. You had You had to prove something to yourself. You had to learn it, you know. So, you know, maybe that's what you... I just got the feeling with you, Jackie. If you want to really see where it's going, maybe take a $100 course or something. You know what I'm saying? They're all over the place now. So, you know, give it a shot. Because it sounds like you really want to find out what's going on, right? Yeah, there's a lot going on. I, I know yeah. that. I sense that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I well, just want to know that, where that's I Well, that's the only start. advice. Uh, yeah. Well, well we're down mm-hmm. to... Oh, what are we down to here? I don't know. We had another call. I'm sorry. We only got a minute and a half left. So, Jackie, it's nice talking to you, hon. You know, we're just right, going to, you know, live. I hope live. you feel better in due time. It won't happen overnight, but. Oh, 
I'm tough. I'm strong like a bull. Okay, sweetheart, Jackie. Thanks for calling in. Okay, okay have then. a good night now, honey. Okay, you too. Have a good one. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, Chris, you're, are you still hanging on? I, I wanted to get back to you, and we'll talk on the phone um, tomorrow. Um, you know, because we do talk to each other. I'll fill you in on everything. And uh, we're down to like one minute of the show. And Chris, thank you for coming on and everybody else. And I hope you got something out of the show tonight. Um, you know, stuff happens to all of us. So we just got to learn to, can't we just all get along? You know, <laughs> my word to people, can't we just all get along? You know, this is there's no, no time for this. So anyhow, my show uh, next week, like I said, Brian Delander is going to be on with his song, A Mother's Love. He's going to tell the story behind the song, um, why he wrote it. He didn't lose anybody. Uh, well, he just lost his dad, but he never lost a child. But he was uh, led to, to, to write this song for a friend of his. So we're going to hear his story next week with his music. He's got other music, too. And um, looking forward to the show with Brian. So God bless you all. Um, happy second week into the new year. And uh, do your thing. Just believe in you, okay? And uh, you're not alone. Just know that. We all... We all have bad things happen to us, okay? God bless you all, okay? And this is Peggy and Easy. Uh Peggy M and Easy. You know, uh signs our loved ones send us and uh I guess we'll speak to you next Tuesday. Show's archived after uh you know, we get off. You can always go back and listen. So have a good night. God bless all. Bye bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.